Pastor Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host, Rasta Jeff. This is episode 798 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I've got a fun show lined up for us. In this episode, we're going to give away free seeds. That's right, I've teamed up with our friends at seedsherenow.com to give away free Irie genetic seeds. Hang out, we'll talk more about those free seeds later in this episode. I do wanna remind you once again that Team Irie Genetics will be at the Dude Grows Cup June 3rd, just outside of Fort Collins, Colorado. I do invite you to join us. Come grab some beans, come join the community, come give me a fist bump, come say hi at the Dude Grows Cup June 3rd. Check out dgccup.com for all of the info to that event. Also, I wanna remind you about the sale at iredirect.com. The 420 sale is live. It is still going through the rest of this month at iRedirect. There's some new shit, there's some fresh shit, and there are definitely some reduced prices. So make sure you check out iRedirect.com. Before we jump into the cannabis part of this podcast, I do want to give a big shout out to my friend Natalie Rise and Rise Nation and everybody in Natalie Rise's band. Uh, The past weekend, I got to see Natalie Rise. I got to see three concerts and also a VIP private party where I was treated like a rock star, where I was treated like family. So big shout out to Natalie Rise and the entire Rise Nation, the Rise crew. You guys, if you are not already listening to or following Natalie Rise, I highly recommend you put some of that into your life, put some of that energy into your music. Go check out Natalie Rise. That's enough of that. Just wanted to make sure to give them all a great big shout out and a big fist bump. Much love, much respect to Rise Nation. All right, now let's jump into the cannabis-related part of this podcast. I do have a message here in front of me. This one came from my friend Richard, and it goes a little bit like this. It says, Hello, Rasta Jeff. I love the podcast. By the way, you have taught this old gorilla grower so much. It goes on. It says, I do have a question. How can I access the descriptions of your strains on Irie Direct? Thank you for your contributions to make the world a better place. You give me hope for humanity. All right, that is a very good question. Also, thank you for the compliments on the hope for the humanity. And it's awesome to know that I've taught an old gorilla grower a lot of tricks. Uh, Thank you for learning and listening and watching. Now let's talk about this question. The question here is, how can I access the descriptions to your strains which are available on Irie Direct? That's a really good question. If you go to iredirect.com to buy seeds, you'll notice there are not a lot of photos. There are not a lot of descriptions there. I cannot put those photos and descriptions on the sales page that accepts a credit card. The credit card processors do not like too many details there. They just want it to say a strain name and some seeds. And if it's reg or fem and a price is basically all the info they want up there on the page. I do have another page. iredgenetics.com is my main website where everything is hosted. The Discord is there. The podcast is there. Uh, Links to all of the strain descriptions are there on that website. So you can go to iregenetics.com, click on genetics. It'll take you to regular or feminized, and you can go and read a lot of details about the strains there on the website. That is, of course, a uh, forever evolving work in progress. Some strains have not been updated. Some have been heavily updated. There's a lot of details there on iregenetics.com. Another great option is to join the Discord, and you can find a Discord link on iregenetics.com. Actually, hey, web guy, if you're listening to this, we may need to update the link on Discord. I'm not sure if that link works. It may have expired. We may need to fix that. He watches the show. This may be a good way to get him a message. And if not, it will remind me when I do some editing. I'm not even going to cut that out. But there is a Discord. If you go to iregenetics.com, there will be a link to the Discord server. On that Discord server, there are a lot of photos of the plants being grown. On the left tab, 
Uh, if you scroll down, there will be a tab for every strain that I have put out. It'll start with the rise and it goes all the way down to whatever the last alphabetical one is. There are a lot of strains listed there on the Discord server. Those are updated by people growing those strains. That's not just done by me, by the web guy. That is a an open source, a community sourced platform where everybody growing that strain is free to go and post their reviews, their pictures, their experiences. They can ask questions, they can tell you details. So if you want more info, my first recommendation is to check out iriegenetics.com. Then after that, I would recommend checking out the Discord server where you can get a lot of extra information. Also, since we're talking about it, if you go to iriegenetics.com and you notice that one of the strains listed in the strain section does not have a high quality photo, if you happen to have a high quality photo of that strain, send me that picture. Also make sure to label it so I know which strain that is. Send me your name. Also send me your social media so I can follow you, stalk you, and give you shout outs. Then most importantly, send me your address so that I can send you the gift of free seeds for trading me that picture for my website. It's always great to have high quality photos up there for advertising. Send me your favorite photo. If I do use it, I will send you a pack of seeds. If I use it on the website, I may just repost it to social media and give you credit. Still may send you seeds, but no promise there. If it goes on the website, you'll get a free pack of seeds. All right, I've been rambling. Where was I? We're talking about the descriptions on iRegenetics.com. Some of those descriptions will be heavily detailed. Some of those will not be as super detailed. Some of those are still evolving. I'm still learning about some of these strains. Also, some of them I posted a long time ago and forgot to add descriptions. So if you need a description, if there's something I've forgotten, also go ahead and send me a heads up and I will do my best to update those strain descriptions on iRegenetics.com. All right, this message came from my friend Richard, and this did come from the Grow Help tab on iRegenetics.com, which means, guess what, Richard? You win a free pack of seeds. That's right. On iRegenetics.com, on the top, there's a bunch of tabs. One of those tabs does say Grow Help or Grow Questions. If you click on there and send me a grow question to the podcast, if I read that question here on the show, you win free seeds. And that free seed giveaway is sponsored by SeedsHereNow.com. Big shout out to the team at SeedsHereNow.com for sponsoring a seed giveaway. But my friend Richard, please do send me your address. Let me know where to send a free pack of Irie Genetics Seeds. All right, let's keep the podcast moving. I do have plenty of great questions here in front of me. The next one also came from the Grow Help Submission tab on iRegenetics.com. The name they want to be called is Nostos. I think I said that properly. Uh, they have a general grow question, and the question goes a lot like this. It says, Dear Rasta Jeff, first and foremost, I'd like to take a quick second to thank you for you and the wonderful Iri Army for representing the best of what this community has to offer. Bro, thank you so much for noticing. Thank you for being a part of the Iri Army. Uh, you are a big part of that. Just sending me this letter means you are definitely Iri Army. It goes on to say, in our current 2023 clown world filled with inflated egos and cash hungry snakes, it's beautiful to know it is beautiful to know that there are still folks out there who are doing the good work and humbling themselves daily for the benefit of others. Dude, I try to make the best seeds I can and keep them affordable and grow from my heart and breed with love. So thank you for noticing exactly that. Yes, there are a lot of snakes and a lot of clowns out there. I just do my best to avoid them. Uh, I stay neutral. I stay peaceful and I stay out of all the bullshit. Keep my head down and keep working on my growth. So thanks for noticing that part, bro. It does go on. There is a question. It says, now my grow question with a bit of context. That always helps a little bit. And then it says, let's say hypothetically that someone was fortunate enough, fortunate enough to snag a pack of the cream, which was cookies and cream to arise, a great strain, which has been worked into Big Mountain Fudge Cake, and we'll continue that uh, project going on. Anyway, it says, 
It says, what if I were to find an incredible phenotype from this F1 batch? Yes, that was an F1. The cream I made was an F1. Uh, what if I find an incredible phenotype from this F1 that has a strong, pungent aroma flavor of fresh ginger with the effects that has one laying on the floor due to intense OG-like stoned that comes on like a tidal wave? Bro, that uh, what if, hypothetically, uh, sign me up, bro. I would hypothetically take two of those. Let's turn it into dabs and see how uh, melted into the floor we can possibly get. Now, the message goes on. It says, let's hypothetically imagine that this pheno produced less than a half a dozen seeds, which he labeled S1, with no noticeable issues of intersects or anthers during late flower. So this person has grown the cream and they have produced half a dozen seeds. Now, when it says with no noticeable issues of intersects or anthers during late flower, I'm assuming right now that those plants that the seeds came from were not showing any noticeable issues of intersects or anthers during late flower. I don't think we've grown the seeds to find out what those do until the next sentence. In the next sentence, we do that part. So uh, we had a cream plant that did not show any problems, but it did produce half a dozen seeds. Um, and this person labeled those seeds S1. I'm not sure. Are those S1? Are they F1? Are they R1? Or would we label those bag seeds? Since I don't know the pollen donor, those seeds in my mind, in my world as a breeder, as somebody who puts seeds out, those become bag seed. I only know one parent. I only know one part of the equation. So at this point, I would not be comfortable calling it an S1 because I don't know what pollinated that plant. If it was a self-pollination, then possibly, but we don't know that. We didn't reverse anything, so there's no way to confirm that. Um, it's not an F1, or it could be an F1 if something else pollinated it. We don't know what else is in the room. We don't know where the pollen could have came from. It definitely could be bag seed is what I would label this so far. I would label it the cream bag seed is what it would say on my bag if I had it with the date on it also. Now let's go into the next sentence. It said, now fast forward to the self seeds being grown out. These S1s, which I'm not sure they're S1s, honestly, bro. These bag seeds happen to carry the ginger flavor of the aroma with a nice body stone. So you got some winners out of there. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's why I always say grow those bag seeds, you guys. You never know what you've got. They could be amazing. They could be trash. In this case, it looks like we've got winners. So now we move on to the question. If these S1 seeds, which we're still kind of skeptical on that, if these S1 seeds were hypothetically produ to produce their own set of self seeds, would these be classified as cream S2 or cream S1 F2? All right. I understand the question, but since we don't know what pollinated that cream plant, it's hard to put proper labeling onto these seeds. I want to call it bag seed. That's that's what this is. And then you've got like a uh, bag seed. Let me see what the, did you self it? Let's see, growing those out. Uh, if these seeds were hypothetically produ to produce their own seeds, um, you could call those self seeds if you want to. Those would be an S2 more than an S1, F2. That would be an S2. S is the indication for self. So I'm not sure how I would label these because I probably wouldn't continue with the bag seed. If, if a plant is making seeds on its own, I probably wouldn't continue that. That's not good for a breeder. That's not good for a production grower. This is something I would have gotten rid of uh, probably the second time I realized it made seeds, it would disappear. And I don't know if I would have gotten this far with the seeds as you, but now we can talk a little bit about the labeling and how this would have been labeled. Let's say that that cookies, that that cream plant was given pollen, that we know it was given pollen. If it was given pollen by a regular plant, a, ma a regular male plant, that would make it an F1. That's a new filial generation. It's actually a polyhybrid, but that's a further podcast that I'm ready to have right now. Uh, so that would be an F1. If that plant was pollinated by 
the same plant, if we cut two clones of that cream plant and pollinated that plant with the same stuff, that would be selfed. If that plant was pollinated by anything else that was reversed, that is an R1, that's a reversal. So we changed the indication from S1 to R1 because self gets the S1, R gets the reversal indication. That's what I would do then. If we take an S1, so we self a plant, you self it, S1, golden goat S1, that exists. I took a golden goat female and a golden goat female. I reversed one, made pollen, put it on the girl. Now I've got golden goat S1 seeds. If I were to pull my favorite golden goat phenotype out of there and repeat the process, cut clones of that one, use one as a pollen donor, one as a pollen receiver, that would be a golden goat S2, the second self generation. So I see what you're asking, uh, and you were correct in your thinking that it would be an S1 or an S2 or an F1 or an F2. You're correct with that thought process, but I don't want to label it that because the original bag seed is where it came from. I would call it cookies and cream bag seed would be what it started as. That would be its own brand new thing because I'm not certain about the pollen donor. There is another part to this question. It says, additionally, oh, this is a whole nother, uh, whole nother category, a whole nother branch off of this question. So I think I've answered the first part. Um, we've talked about breeding labels. Now let's talk about the second part of this question. Additionally, if you could pick any land race varietal outside of the modern OG cookies alien gene pool to hybridize with the above project and add more stimulating narrow leaf uh, buzz to it, what land race would you choose? That's a really good question. Uh, but to be, to be frank, honestly, I wouldn't breed with this plant because it's producing seeds and it's going to be problematic in the future. But if I were to breed with the cookies and cream plant, it's got that lay you on the floor sort of feeling that you're talking about. You want to put more head buzz into it. I've got three options because uh, I would want to see the phenotype that you're breeding with before I make my decisions. And then I would narrow it down. But uh, sight unseen, I would probably pollinate that plant with a Brazilian plant. But the problem with Brazilian plants, uh, they grow wild. They get real tall. They're branchy. They're out of control. Um, they're just a fucking mess. They go every direction. They're not really tame. Uh, the Brazilian land races go all over the place, but the buzz, that fucking buzz from a Brazilian plant, it gets to your brain. It gets me all wild. It gives me that weird tunnel vision feeling. Uh, that would be awesome. The next option would probably be a tie. Cross it to a tie because, again, the tie is going to have a real psychedelic head buzz, that real like energetic, euphoric sort of mindfuck sort of thing, which I really love. But that tie is going to be so much easier to grow than the Brazilian. It's going to be more uniform, more classic shaped. It's not going to be all over the place and branchy and stretchy and crazy uh, like that Brazilian. Another option, um, I recently was given a, uh, a Nigerian haze clone, which I've only got in veg so far. But that thing is crazy. It's vigorous. Uh, it's got a really nice structure to it. The leaves are beautiful. The stem rub smells good. I may consider crossing it to that Nigerian haze. Once again, those three, the Brazilian, the Thai, and the Nigerian, I know that those have a crazy psychedelic head buzz. Those plants have that kind of buzz that when you smoke it, you get that psychedelic feeling. You get a drum circle going, you get the fire going, and next thing you know, it's the next morning, and everybody's like, hey, it was a great night hanging out with you, and you're like, where did time go? I've been so high. That sort of buzz comes from those uh, Brazilian, the Thai, the Congo, the Nigerian, regions like that will provide that crazy, crazy buzz in my experience. So let's see where we are in this question. Um, I probably wouldn't breed with this, but S2 is what I think you would call that there. Uh, I would choose Brazilian, Thai, or Nigerian to breed with this. I've also got a Congo plant 
that'd be fun to breed, but I'm keeping that a little bit on the down low for a while. You guys haven't seen much of my Congo work yet. All right, this message wraps up with, thank you for offering this spot on your website for those of us who choose to avoid social media and chat servers. I can respect that. A lot of people out there in prohibition land don't want to be on Instagram, on Discord, posting pictures of their ganja plants when they shouldn't be growing it at all. And I understand that the chat servers can make you a little bit paranoid. We try to be safe. We do respect the people in prohibition land, but I'm glad you were able to reach out and ask this great question. Uh, they wrap it up with love and respect from your friend from Prohibition Land, allegedly. Bro, I know you're in California where it's legal. You're just trying to trick us into not knowing where you are. My buddy Nostos, I think that's how you say that. Uh, I owe you a pack of seeds. That's right. You win a free pack of seeds because I read your message here on the podcast. Once again, that free seed giveaway is sponsored by our friends at seedsherenow.com. Make sure you check out seedsherenow.com for regular feminized autoflower and photo period seeds and lightning fast shipping. All right. I've got another message here right in front of me. This one came from our friend Michael and it goes a lot like this. It says, hi Rasta Jeff. Hey bro. It says, I am so happy and grateful I found your show, which was recommended in the depths of a Reddit cannabis AMA. That is awesome. Big shout out to everybody out there uh, supporting cannabis and, of course, supporting Irie Genetics and the Grow From Your Heart podcast on Reddit. I did not realize uh, that I had a following or a ganja community out there, but I'm glad somebody mentioned my podcast. Thank you, whoever that was and or is. It goes on. It says, I really appreciate your podcast as you knowledgeably convey expertise that most would take years to realize if ever. Well, thank you. That's a huge compliment. I feel like I've got to give this info out. If I didn't give out this, uh, if I didn't share my experience and share this info, uh, it would be bad karma or something uh, and it wouldn't work right. So I've got to keep this going for you. It says Google Scholar has a quote on their website that says, stand on the shoulders of giants and advancing my cannabis journey and improving my future grow through your podcast feels very much like this. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you. Come along for the journey. Um, I just have ADD and I read a lot and I talk a lot. So it ends up being a podcast is really what's happening here. And I got a lot of passion for cannabis and I want you guys to all grow and smoke and have access to the best ganja in the world. That way, whenever I go to a concert and somebody lights up weed and passes it to me, I can smoke it with confidence because we spread the good word and everyone's growing good ganja. All right, let me stay focused because obviously whatever I smoked is fucking working. It says, I am an American living in Germany. Oh, that sounds interestingly exciting. Uh, and Germany may very likely trial legal cannabis before full-on legalization. For this reason, I'm planning a grow operation for both medical and recreational and exclusively on quality. My goal is to bring the ethos of the medical growers to Europe and demonstrate in Germany how an indoor living soil system can shine. Bro, this sounds like a huge, uh, awesome project. I'm proud of you and I wish you the best for this. Also, be safe, be careful and stay legal. <clears throat> it sounds like you're doing it right, but well, I wish you the best for this. This is hugely ambitious and I'm proud to be a part of this. Honestly, I feel like I'm helping you out already. It says, I've already done Dr. Elaine Ingram, Ingram's Soil Food Web Course, which was recommended by our friend Sean uh, several hundred episodes ago. Big shout out to our buddy Sean and also big shout out to Dr. Elaine Ingram. Uh, Ingram, there's no R in there. I've been saying it wrong the whole time. I just read it. Elaine Ingham. Anyway, it says, I'm currently tackling soil mineral balances and beneficial insect IPM regimens to go fully organic. That's hugely ambitious as well, and I hope that works for you. I am not the organic grower. I find there are a whole set of different problems when it comes to growing organically, but I'm sure you've got a good team to help you figure that out. Now, it does say, I'm working backwards through your podcast, so I apologize if these topics have been covered already. I have about five questions 
uh, about your cultivars and terpenes for you. This is going to get fun, you guys. I love talking about the strains I bred. Terps are one of my favorite subjects, so this is going to be good. This is a great message. Oh, and also, thank you for listening to the catalog of podcasts. You've got a lot to catch up on. Uh, you guys, don't ever feel afraid to ask a question that you feel I may have answered already because I may have learned something. I may have changed my opinion, technology, equipment. Something may have changed since the last time I talked about that. So feel free to ask your question. Uh, I may give a different answer. I may give a totally uh, more in-depth answer. I may give a shorter answer. And also, not everybody listens to every episode. So feel free to ask your questions that you've got. Don't be worried about a repeat question. Um, I may answer it. I may filter it right on out. Let's get to this person's questions. It does say, as Germany will be a new market, I'm betting it will likely be initially flooded with flashy names like Gelato and Blue Dream or the old school names like White Widow and Jack Hare and medium quality at best. That's probably going to be accurate. You're also going to have a lot of older folks looking for uh, Panama Red and Purple Haze. All the old stoner dudes are going to want that one. That's what they all ask for here in the States. Goes on though, it does say, for this reason I'm seeking to stand out from the crowd and focusing so heavily on quality. That's a good way to focus. Most people are just going to produce as much as they can and try to get it out. If you produce a top shelf product from the beginning and maintain that, you will stand out. Your dispensary, your sales will be top notch. Let me stay focused now. I can imagine that your cultivars are your babies and you love them all equally but differently. So which of your cultivars would you recommend for a diverse, uh, for a diversity of experiences as well as medical applications in a brand new and uninformed market and why? That's a really good question. I like this. Uh, this gives me the opportunity to do a little basic cannabis education and also pitch a couple of my lines, which will work very well. So if you're opening a dispensary, if you want a good menu of flour, uh, this goes for anybody around the world, any dispensary. I kind of believe that there are a few key flavors or ranges that you should keep on the shelf. And those things, I wrote them down here. I've got fruit. You should always have fruity stuff. A lot of people love fruity weed, especially the girls, the younger people really like fruity weed. You should also have gassy weed. I like weed that smells like gas. A lot of the older, uh, more experienced seasoned smokers, we have learned that the gassy stuff is where the good buzz is. And I really like a good gassy aroma. Other things you should have are floral, something that smells like flowers. Uh, some people really love a floral smelling cannabis. Other things I really like is a hazy cannabis. Those are kind of spicier. Uh, they're going to have your sandalwood, your lavender sort of smells. That's going to come from the hazes. Uh, that may also play into the floral side of things. Then another thing I really think you should have is that cushy and chem sort of aroma. That, that OG Kush, that chem dog chemical sort of stuff. That's different than the fuel. So those are things, that kind of range is what I think you should start with. Uh, fruity, gassy, floral, cushy, hazy, chemy sort of stuff. Now, let me tell you things in my lineup that I can recommend from uh, each of those flavor categories. Let's start with the fruit category. A lot of my stuff is really easily labeled to identify into the fruit category. One of the first I would recommend is strawberry starburst. It tastes like strawberries. It smells like strawberries. It grows gigantic buds, and it is also very potent when grown, dried, and cured properly. It also makes amazing concentrates. So the strawberry starburst is one I would recommend. Then of course the sun kiss, that is platinum tangy to arise. It tastes like sweet oranges. And once again, you're going to get a lot of good medical benefits from that good fat harvest. And that one is super easy to grow. Another fruity one that I would recommend may be the blueberry butcher. That one's got that blueberry candy terps and a really serious head buzz. The next category we're going to work into is the gassy stuff. The gassiest one in my lineup would be the machine. 
The machine puts out super gassy terps. Uh, you can smell it for miles away and it grows super easily. Another one that would fall into that category is Fist bump. Fist bump is sour diesel to arise. That sour diesel is super fuely. You're going to get those fuel aromas and fuel terps out of the uh, fist bump. The next one I wrote down is floral. The character zero will have floral terps to it. Scarlet begonias will have the floral terps to it. A lot of people really seem to enjoy that floral, rose, lavender sort of a terp that really gets a lot of people's attentions. The next thing I talked about was a haze. It's going to be harder to produce a quality haze in a commercial environment. Uh, something like a Neville's haze, a real good haze will take a long time to produce. Something like a, uh, like a silver haze or something like that. If you want that real hazy flavor, something like that does take a little bit longer to flower, but something like a super lemon haze will give you that hazy buzz without the length of flower. Those are usually 10 or 11 week flowers, which is short for a haze. You guys are saying 10 or 11 weeks. Uh, a long haze can go 16 weeks. I, I've got one that takes quite a while. I've got two that take a long time. So if I wanted to recommend a hazy flavor, something that would have that hashy, spicy flavor from my lineup, I would say Sunday Show is probably the plant that you're looking for for that flavor. Now let's move forward. The next one is Kush and Chem. Uh, that cushy, chemi flavor. I can't even describe Kush properly. It's swampy. It's funky. It's earthy. Uh, it's got some mothballs and some some funk to it. Some dirty foot. Uh, and then also there's the chem that falls into this same category, which is similar, but just kind of chemically and kind of just funkier. You have to smell some good OG Kush and some good chem dog to actually, I can't even describe it properly. It's that weed that when you walk through the concert and you go, that one, that's probably a Kush or a chem. You need those sort of aromas and flavors, that earthiness, that chocolatiness, those sort of fall in the cushy category. So things for that uh, category that I would recommend from my lineup, the first one would be something that is very new that will come out in May is called Kingston Kush. Another one that falls into that category again is the machine. Those will both give you a lot of chemi, a lot of cushy sort of terps. Uh, you may find some chocolate. You may find some chemicals in there. Lots of great flavors and aromas. So I would start with the fruit, the gas, the floral, the cushion, the chem. And then if you can fit it into the grow, I would work some haze into there next. I would definitely have something um, that gives people a major, major head buzz, something to get their head spinning. And then I would also recommend something more on the indica side to get them sort of chilled out. Then I may also recommend something with some CBD in it. I'm not sure the market for CBD in Germany, but here in the States, a CBD product definitely would sell. And of course, the one I would recommend for you there would be Purple Heart. I'm not sure how to get you Purple Heart seeds in Germany, but we can do our best to allegedly make that happen. There is more to this question, my friend. It says, which of your cultivars would you recommend to a new breeder to start breeding unique phenotypes? And then it says, you will be credited on all of these phenotypes. Um... Wow, that is a really um, that's a really good question. The first thought was that I don't know that I would breed with just my stuff because that kind of locks you in to a trap. I've only made so many things and there are only so many plants to work with from my lineup uh, that I don't want to accidentally steer you down the path of inbreeding and breeding yourself into a box and not having options. So my first idea would be to pick a male plant or a female plant. I would say pick a male from my lineup, something that's got the traits you're looking for then I would pick a female from other breeders lineups or other several females from several other breeders. That way we can create diversity. I've only got so many male plants in my lineup. So everything is going to have golden goat in it. Everything's going to have a rise in it. Everything is going to have either blueberry cookies or uh, BC lemon skunk in it. Cause I've only got so many options, which is fun. I could find a couple of things that are not related and we could breed those. 
But then if you wanted to work with anything else in my lineup, you've kind of worked yourself into a trap because it's already got most of that shit in it. I think you understand what I'm saying by now. I did write down some good ideas though. Um, I would take one for myself and then I would take a male from my stuff. I'd probably pick like a, um, a Jack tripper or a fist bump male at this time. I think those would both be really fun to find a good male. Uh, so the fist bump male and then like something fruity from miss Jill and then something really frosty from ethos. And then, uh, something really candy flavored from seed junkie. And then just pick something from everybody else out there. Uh, something really frosty and, uh, terpy from exotic. Just go find something from every breeder out there that you enjoy. I don't know who you're into. Uh, breed it to the Cindy 99 from Mr. Soul. But use my male and pollinate a bunch of different females to create diversity is what I would do. But if it had to be from my line, uh, I would breed the, uh, I would choose a fist bump male and I would pollinate a John Lemon female is what I think I would do right now. I think those would be really awesome. Uh, you would get a lemony, sour diesel, kush, haze, combo sort of a thing that would be all of the amazing shit that would have all of the good stuff that you need in it. It would grow vigorously. Uh, I would taste super dank and it would have an amazing fucking buzz. And then I would do it the other way. Also, I do fist bump to John Lemon just to see what the difference is. All right. Then there is another question. It says, how would you recommend increasing terpene content as a whole? This one, I'm going to say that I've recently done multiple podcasts about increasing terps. It's not just one thing that you can do to increase terpenes. Everything has to be correct. Um, the light has to be right, the air, the water, the soil, the nutrients, uh, the drybacks, the harvest time, especially the dry and cure process. Everything has to be perfect to get the terpenes dialed in. You can't just add one silver bullet. You can't just do one thing. You've got to get the whole chessboard dialed in and checkmate that motherfucker to get yourself the perfect terpenes. Then it says, do you know to increase any particular terpenes? Yes. Um, I've noticed that in lemon strains, strains that naturally produce high limonene, if I get them too close to the light and give them a little bit of light stress, especially with an HPS, that will heavily increase the limonene production in plants that naturally produce limonene. So put them a little too close to the light, watch them freak out a little bit. When you smoke them, they're going to be fucking super tremendously lemony. Also, um, cold, a little bit of cold at night will bring out temperature. I don't want to tell you to go too extreme. Don't go more than 10 degrees in your diurnal difference, your day and night swing. But if you can get it kind of warm during the day and then a little bit colder at night, that will bring out some flavors. I don't know the science behind that, but in my experience, that has been a good way to bring out some flavors. Also, uh, get all your nutrients dialed in, add some kelp, add some carbs. Carbs and sugars are definitely going to help with that flavor. So I've already done a full podcast on uh, getting the flavors and aromas, but uh, get it all dialed in, feed a lot of carbs, a lot of sugars, uh, a little bit of kelp in there, and then dry and cure properly. And also it's proper uh, strain selection. You have to select the proper strains for terpene production. All right, there is one more part to this question. It says, have you noticed any influence from either companion plants producing different soil exudates or if the terpenes and pheromones of other plants in the room influence the terpene profile? Honestly, um, I don't grow like this. I just grow in a very sterile grow room environment. I'm not doing living soil. I don't use companion plants. Uh, there are ganja plants in my room. So I don't really have any useful information on this part here, but I honestly don't have any useful information on uh, if companion plants or their exudates or their terpenes uh, will affect the other plants in the room. I really don't know that part. I don't have any science behind that. Uh, that is above my pay grade 
my dude. If anybody out there does have any feedback on that, send me a message. I will read the feedback on the show because that is one part I definitely uh, do not have a good answer for. They do wrap this message up though. It says, also influenced by you, I now send mental hugs to my mom in Texas daily every time I finish a podcast of yours, Alfeder Zane. Bro, that is super cool that I make you think about your mom, that you're sending her a hug every episode. Uh, it's almost Mother's Day, you guys. By the time this episode comes out, I think we've got like two and a half, two, maybe three weeks before Mother's Day. So heads up, stoners, uh, set an alarm on your phone, write it down on the grow room calendar, uh, get mama a card, get mama some flowers, get that shit lined up now, you guys, because we all know without mama, there ain't shit happening. All right, I'm Freund Michael. Thank you for the great message. I do appreciate it. Thank you for the great content. You gave me a lot of stuff to read and talk about here on the podcast. Um, I cannot send you seeds to Germany, unfortunately. However, if you do have an American address, I would be more than happy to send those seeds to you in, in, at an American address. If you think you can legally receive those seeds in Germany, please do reach out, explain your method, explain that neither one of us are going to get in trouble. Maybe we can help you out, but I'm not comfortable sending to Germany, to be quite honest with you. But I do owe you some sort of a prize. If we can't get you seeds to Germany, maybe I'll send you some t-shirts or something because I do appreciate the great content. Once again, thank you, my friend, for the great message. Everybody out there, if you did not get your message right on today's podcast, have no fear because I've got a lot of messages in front of me and I plan on doing a lot more episodes. If you want your opportunity to win a free pack of seeds, all you have to do is go to the Grow Help tab on iregenetics.com. Find that Grow Help tab, click on there. Send me a good question. If I read your question here on the podcast, I will send you a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. And once again, that free seed giveaway is sponsored by my friends at Seeds here now.com. Big shout out to everybody at seedsherenow.com for keeping everyone stocked with seeds. All right, everybody. I think that's all I've got for you for this episode. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, I would love to hear from you. Of course, my direct email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me that constructive criticism, that positive feedback, or if you got some hate mail, send it my way, bro. I'm not scared. Um, what else do we have? Patreon. Make sure you support the Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Today, I put a bunch of new stuff on iredirect.com. And guess what? Everybody on Patreon got the very first heads up. There was some stuff that was very limited. And I think it sold out through patron members, through Patreon supporters. It sold out before the civilians even got access to the drop. So patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Sign up there, get access to fresh drops, get coupon codes. So patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Tap in is what all the cool kids say. Get those coupon codes, get access to fresh drops. Come hang out with us. Um, everything else you could possibly need, once again, is on the Irie Genetics website. Go to iregenetics.com. There's a link to get seeds. There's a link to the Discord, a link to the Patreon, anything you could possibly imagine. There's a link to get Irie Genetics t-shirts, which are on blowout sale prices. That is all at iregenetics.com. All right, that is all I've got for you for this episode. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout out to my buddy Petro. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.